Podcast Network. Hey guys, this is JMS, and we are here with a very special holiday episode with our good friend Josh Makuga. It got extremely wild. We were having a lot of fun, so much fun, in fact, that we decided to cut it into two episodes. So you are getting the first half, and tomorrow you will get a special Christmas Eve gift, the second half of this hilarious, amazing podcast. So happy holidays and enjoy our two-part series on Die Hard. Hello and welcome to Two Filthy Nerds. Because we're filthy and we're nerds. And there's two of us, three of us today. Uh, I mean, this is an exciting special episode. You guys, we are joined by our good friend, movie buff eating history's own on the history channel <laughs> i know you've seen it uh it's josh makuga you guys he's here with us hey girls how are you um, hi josh great to so see you guys good. it's so good to see you by the way pointed out before we went on air by nicole looking like bruce willis Thank right you. now yeah that was the goal I, I like to consider myself a mix between bruce willis Jason Statham, and then uh, just the guy that was battling his hairline for way too long and got rid of it. I mean, <laughs> honestly, but as someone who looks like Jason Statham, you're in there for that battle. You know, you Correct. fought that battle. Yeah. You 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 did some some drifting in a car <laughs> um, and then you had to let it go. Yeah. So I mean, here you are. I started in crank and crank two high voltage. So yep, yep, yep. Um, kind of I a can big see deal. That. I can see that. Kind of a big deal. <laughs> but yes, very yeah. Bruce Willis daddy vibes. Yeah. And uh, I, that's uh, all I could want. I mean, his his hairpiece in this movie. It was a hairpiece? Oh. Wait, it yeah. was? Oh, yeah. I just was like, it's so old. Nope. Yep. No. That, that must motherfucker. Be he had still had hair. Oh, my yeah. God. Wait. So men's hair doesn't grow in a perfect square. It doesn't grow like that. It was clearly a piece. Like, he was balding. <laughs> they put the piece over the back so you wouldn't see the bald spot. Or there was this rumor for a long time that Bruce Willis never did over-the-shoulder shots. So it would only be oh, on front or like a dirty, like short, like dirty, like right here at his face. You would never see the back of his head. Uh, oh by the way, I love, I love that in all of the fact checking you did about Die Hard, you were like, um, let's really look into this whole hairline snafu yeah. going on because well, I don't know how it exists. <laughs> well, here's the thing is you like it was right around the time of uh, Go West's King of Wishful Thinking, like, uh, you know, same kind of time when I yeah. was introduced to Die Hard. And one of the singers of Go West King of w Wishful Thinking has basically the Bruce Willis thing. And it is clearly a piece like it is bad. Right. It's, oh, it's, man. And, when a uh, bad hairpiece, like props to whoever did the hairpiece for Bruce Willis, because yes. I was fooled. I also want to know now, is there someone out there who has been a back of the head stand in. Like if we ever see a back, a do, I mean, I don't know, maybe we don't see a shot of the back of his hair, but I also want to know, is that a Bruce Willis call or is that directors going, just, we just can't have a guy that's bald. <laughs> and now that's all there is. The rock, you look at Vin Diesel, like, Josh he could have started the president. Exactly. Duh. Josh McCuga. I mean, usually when people mention those people in the same breath, it's like The Rock, Statham, Willis, McCuga. You know, I mean, it's like, <laughs> ah. Who's who? I confuse them it's, all the time. It's the, no, literally who? Uh, <laughs> McCuga? Okay, I'm sorry. No. That was a bad pun. I always have to do at least 12. Well, I mean, 
my whole life is based around puns. I, there was a like maybe like three or four days ago, I woke up. My wife is pregnant, so she doesn't sleep that well. <gasps> Congratulations! And, oh, thank you, thank Mazel! You. <laughs> you got swimmers. Only only a true action hero would be able to impregnate a woman during <sighs> well, a quarantine. Well, you know, Nicole. Um, not sure if you know this, but I, so I swam in high school. I was an all American, oh, so yes, kind yes, of a oh. big deal. Yes, okay? yes. Your classic action hero swimming. sport. Uh, being on the swim team. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Was, what was your What was your stroke? Uh, I was a hundred butterflyer, two hundred IM. So. Oh my oh God, you were a butterflyer. Oh yeah. Baby can move those hips. Okay, no wonder you dropped let's, an egg. Let's go. I could do the butterfly, not the swimming, but like that weird like dance move from the nineties. That was. Which is equally as important in social settings, right? I'd yeah. say more important. I'd say I, more important. You're, you're probably right. However, Truly. very frowned upon at the swim team tryouts, I learned the hard way. Uh, they're like, we're very serious. Get out of here. You're like, breaststroke? And they're like, you're, you're expelled. You're out. <laughs> Get out of here. Uh, yeah, no, but it, as many puns as we can make going through the episode, uh, if we could keep like a counter in the chat, that would be uh, a pun ideal. count. Oh a my God, count. count us. Someone in the chat, yeah. keep an eye on the count. I want to know. And it's also, I feel like this is a quintessential dad as an action hero movie. Yeah. So bring on the dad jokes. I mean, yeah. on that note, I want to know, well, who showed you guys Die Hard? I mean, it. Where, you've both seen it, obviously, years ago, like a fucking normal human. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Like a like a daughter with a dad. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what that's, that's like. That's yeah, a that's a burn. That's a burn. It's that's a hard a tight, burn. Tight, um, tight burn. Well, her dad was around for a little bit. Uh, showed her some some of the movies, and then yeah, just Splitsville before Die Hard. I think. Well, Die Hard was already out. Let's be clear. Like Die Hard was out. I was hardly a thought when Die Hard came out, which I learned yesterday. I didn't realize it came out in '88. Yeah. 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 Same year. That's as like the... when you. That's when you were born, right? Uh, no, it's way before I was born. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Me Heavy too. Heavy wink. Uh, <laughs> I'm balding uh, young, really young. <laughs> Very young. 25 year old, full <laughs> male pattern baldness. Oh, it's tough. It's been tough. Yeah. By the way, uh, just uh, if I could pause for just a second, for Get those it. of you watching this stream uh, premiere on the Comedy Store's YouTube, you could. This is actually previously recorded. If you want to be part of the live stream and see us winking every time I lie about my age or. <laughs> just having a stroke for some reason. You can join our Patreon, patreon.com slash two filthy nerds. We've got a live chat. We're responding. And I forgot to mention that at the top of the episode. And also we'll be back to Harry Potter on Saturday. So oh, hold your bitches. You guys on? We're on number we're, six, but ooh. don't spoil don't anything. Say anything. Nicole has Shush. never read it. And we've already had a lot of hard spoils. Guys. Really quick, really quick, you guys. I just looked this up because I'm very curious about this, you know, the male pattern baldness situation yeah. that Bruce Willis <laughs> was experiencing during Die Hard because his hair was apparently dying hard. Um, <laughs> well done. His, well done. Uh, I'm just picturing pun, his hair flying down the, the side of a building. Yeah. Just, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. just falling out. And he's like, no. He's like, and it's the hair's doing the slow motion, Hans Gruber falling. <laughs> um, wait, uh, he was 33 when Die Hard was filmed. So by the age of 33, that shit was going going uh, bye bye guys did you ever wow. watch moonlighting right the show that he was on before oh yeah that, i what? remember him having hair in that though well it was worse than the hair it's kind of like the jeremy piven situation right like oh. he, he lost his hair 
then they gave him hair and then yeah. he took his hair away. Like it's the Travolta, right? So like Travolta had all that hair. Then he went to this weird joined widow's peak, joined Scientology, got this weird widow's peak, uh-huh. then then had wigs for days, then shaved it all off. Now he's Santa Claus in a commercial with Samuel L. Jackson. And it makes no sense. So It's so sad. <laughs> it's really just off the wall. Uh, but Willis, the same thing. When he was in Moonlighting, his hair was like real thin. I mean, and then he he then he transitions to movie star, right? They give him <laughs> they give him Die Hard. Well, the other the other movie that he's in, which I I'm pretty sure is before Die Hard, is Striking Distance, set in my hometown of Pittsburgh, where he plays a boat. Oh my cop, god! Where he plays a boat cop. Oh uh, yeah, he was a boat cop with with. Sarah Jessica Parker. Sarah Jessica Parker. No way. A a young SJP. And you see her in these like really 80s era panties. Like the panty line is so high. It's like up to her belt. By the way, which is where panty lines are back again. No, they're not. That's you. Yeah, they are. Yeah, they are rocking very high panty lines. I don't wear underwear. I wear men's boxer shorts. Oh, that is hot. The amount you shit yourself, that is extremely brave. (laughs) Extremely, extremely. It's just a lot of shrapnel floating around in the underoos. I will say, when I first started dating my wife, first time we like got naked together, she was like, you wear boxers? I was like, is that bad? And now, guess what, guys? We made a compromise. I wear boxer briefs. Boxer briefs. Boxer briefs look the best, by the way. For uh, any man listening to this, it's like briefs are a little too, like, little boyish grandpa. Australian surfer, weird guy. Yeah, yeah. A boxer brief, you get that, like, tight grip on the thigh. Women love your thighs. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And ideally, you, there's a bulge. Probably not the case for everybody. Uh... (laughs) By the way, Makuga, I love yes. that her biggest complaint when you got naked was your underwear, you know? <laughs> not my my thicket of chest hair. Not and- your thicket <laughs> of chest hair and not your big schwans. She <laughs> was like, no, no, no. That's Those always- undies gots to go. Gotta go. Why does every guy, every guy with no hair on their head has the worst it's, body hair? It's, it's testosterone. testosterone. It's fully testosterone. Guys lose their hair because they have a lot of testosterone. That's why Bruce Willis is the ultimate action hero mm-hmm. because he has so much fucking testosterone. By the way, I just looked up striking distance because I was remembering him always wearing a hat and he yeah. was. That is how they avoided when he first started doing films, how they avoided the hairline because they were like, just put, he's a boat cop. Put a hat on it. <laughs> put a hat on it. It said Pittsburgh like river police, yes, which by the way, I, doesn't exist. Yeah, the river police. <laughs> no one in Pittsburgh is policing the rivers. Okay? It's literally like there's one guy on a boat and he's just smoking a cigarette like, hey, are you guys too drunk to go to the Kenny Chesney concert? Get in a boat. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> no big deal. Yeah. I feel like, I mean, is Bruce Willis someone who like, would you look at him as providing you you know, a bald man like yourself representation in the movie world. You know how when they're like, oh, finally, a fat pop star for the rest of us. Is Bruce Willis your Lizzo is what I'm saying. Well, uh, (laughs) maybe Vin Diesel, because I feel like Bruce was trying to hide it. See, here's the thing. But was I, Bruce trying to hide it or was was it the studios? Were the, the studios like the world's we'll not never ready know. For male pattern baldness? Right. Like how many times has Nicolas Cage done a movie with a new hairline? Like the guy is clearly <laughs> very bald. Like he's bald. <laughs> Italian bald. men, like 90% of Italian men just go bald. I mean, that's the thing. My dad always says, my dad, very Catholic. He's like, the first thing I do when I'm going to get to heaven is I'm going to ask God, why'd you take it off here and put it all down here? It's a very good question. <laughs> and I would like to know the answer as well. By the way, I'm... I gotta, I gotta admit, I, I'm, I kind of like hair is my thing. 
Okay. I like a good head of hair. Okay. But I also love some just fucking wall-to-wall carpeting, you know, <laughs> just some thick shag fucking rug to get lost in. I've got that. I, I think that's fucking hot. <laughs> I, to, I said to my wife yesterday, we had to take the six-hour baby class, and there's like this, this, you know, you're supposed to do skin-to-skin with the baby, like, right oh, away. No. And I was oh, like, babe, baby. I was like, do I need to, like, mow my chest hair? She's like, I think so. I it's going to choke on it. I, well, now I, I'm thinking about Bruce Willis in that wife beater, where they're like, okay, put this costume on, come out for the next shot. Was someone like, oh, no, 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 no. We, what's, I'm just picturing him having chest His- hair everywhere. First of all, well, his chest hair, whoever weird. whoever shaved that chest hair wow. was was an artist, by the way. Truly. It First looks like all, Jimmy it, Neutron. It's like a Neutron quaff. It is, a little, it's a <laughs> Neutron quaff. And it's also, there's there's a couple shots where it literally just looks like a semicolon. <laughs> just sticking out of the, You're right. the, the, yeah. the wife beater. Because you, you see one little patch and then one underneath where it's doing the Jimmy Neutron curl. So yeah. it's like the, the lower part of the semicolon. I was like... This is crazy. It, it's insane. Who, yeah. who in the wardrobe department was like, let's just go with it. This is a, <laughs> this is a look. And he can do it. He can pull it off. Yeah, He's got the acting chops. It's this. Willis. Yeah. It's Willis. I mean, yeah, I, he does have the acting chops. There's someone, one of our patrons in the chat, Eric, is saying that, I don't know if, if it's a joke I missed, but he said that they didn't give Bruce Willis Die Hard until everyone else turned it down. And now I'm curious if that's a, real. A lot of people turned it down. So... I've I've heard a buddy of mine used to work at Silver Pictures and Joel Silver did this movie, right? He produced oh, wow. this movie. Mm-hmm. And so anytime like that we would talk, I would just ask diehard questions at length. Nonstop. Nonstop. I, I mean, as you should. I mean, it's a problem. I my two favorite movies. I mean, my wedding ring says we ride together and my wife says we die together. Bad Boys 2 is like our movie, right? What? Yeah. I'm Bad sorry. Boys 2? Yes. I would divorce you. <laughs> I wouldn't even marry you. If a man showed up with movie quotes on a ring, I would Dink. slap him with my clit. <laughs> no, okay? no. Uh, I don't hate I, it, but like, I, I mean, I'm, I'm trying we, to think of what the, the movie quote I could even bear with would be. Man, that is just love is so, what it is. No, I mean, listen, we... When we first started dating, I was like, hey, have you ever seen Bad Boys 2? And she's like, oh, yeah, I like the Bad Boys movies. I was like, but do you like them or do you like do love them? Do you love them? And so <laughs> it's a deal we, breaker. She yeah, takes so, her clothes off. You guys both take your clothes off. She's like, those underwear. And you're like, do you know movie quotes? I don't care about your tits or your vagina. Let me know what you can quote with me till we die. Correct. That is a, that's where the exact question. So when we were like talking about doing our own vows and like the funny was so we both ended our vows with we ride together, we die together, Bad Boys for Life. Right. We well, did you play? Did you know that? Yeah, no, <laughs> we didn't. Purely coincidental. That's but, beautiful. But so we were talking about like, what do you want to put on your rings? And she suggested, let's do We Ride Together, We Die Together. And I was like, yes, 100%. So I go to the Bad Boys for Life premiere right before lockdown. It was like end of January. Oh my God. Okay. And I'm like, you know, I'm talking to a couple publicists. I'm like, you know, we're there. The red carpet's there. It's all this kind of thing. Doing talking the to a couple publicists. And I was like, hey, you know, if you see Will Smith or Martin Lawrence, can you just tell them that like my my ring says we ride together, my wife says we die together? And she was like, sure, sure, I'll tell them. I see her like 20 minutes later. It's like, you seen Will Smith? Like, oh yeah, they walked by like 10 minutes ago. I was like, what the fuck? What did you tell them? Let me hang. This is a what? big ticket item. Come on. What the? Anyway. Uh, my so, God. But, but so Die Hard, Die Hard and Bad Boys 2 are, are my favorite movies. I mean, I'm talking as soon as I'm done with that last bite of pumpkin pie on Thanksgiving, Die Hard is on the entire month of December, like nonstop. Uh, every single day. Wait, and is it just the first one? How do you feel about the franchise? The franchise, yeah. So two is good. 
Two is good. It's basically the same movie, just like at an airport and like with more Dennis Franz, right? Instead of Reginald <laughs> Johnson. It's like it's. Right? I it's, love him. No, he, he, nobody flares nostrils better than him, by the, the way. Than Franz? Yeah. Nobody. Got, just a killer, a deep V. He's got that. that mm, I mean, mm, that, nope. that, the mustache that stopped growing hair like right above the lip. Like he just mm-hmm. enough mustache to see it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Die Hard with a Vengeance, complete shift of the franchise, but I loved it. I, I think it's better than two, not as good as one. I've and heard then, this from from multiple people yeah, yesterday when we were talking Vengeance about it. With a Vengeance is amazing. It's fantastic. Um, the original script of that was called Simon Says, and then they were like, well, what if we just make it a Die Hard? And they were like, oh, yeah. That's Done. why it's so different that they're like, let's just make a part of this. Oh, Completely God, I bet movie. that happens a lot. Well, because Die Hard 2 took place like a year later, and then Die Hard with a Vengeance is like 10 years later. Or like that eight years sense. later, and Fuck. then then they went in that weird route of like they turned they went from John McClane being a cop to John McClane basically being Iron Man. They're like, yeah. hey, can you jump off a building in Russia ten stories up and land perfectly in a tank? He's like, got you, no big Jesus deal. Jesus Christ! Did you notice in um in one when he they had him? He was talking to somebody on. Oh, he was talking to what's his face on the phone. Um. Reginald uh, L. Johnson. Reginald, Cap- yeah. Sergeant Al Powell. He was, and he said something about, oh, you're the next uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. He said something about, I'm not Arnold Schwarzenegger. Do you remember that line? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh my gosh. Like when he, when he said that line, it's like he had no idea that he was going to go no. into the echelon of Arnold of Schwarzenegger. Arnold like they Schwarzenegger. would one day be doing a movie together about being the ultimate action heroes. Here's the insane part. This movie was released in July. What? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a summer action hit. Yeah. That it took was... place during Christmas. It's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Yes. No, you're 100%. I mean, it clearly every... worked out. I... <laughs> I really? would have been the executive that ruined this by going, let's wait till Christmas. Although I still think it probably would have been as good, but. Hell yes. Wh- I, I fucking, July. Yeah. yeah. The entire theme song has sleigh bells in it. Like the entire score of Die Hard is, you hear those sleigh bells like yeah, every now and then. Yeah, sleigh bells everywhere. Uh-huh. Yeah. They just yeah. pepper them in. Wait, question. When yes. you first moved to LA as yeah. a Die Hard fan, as yeah. a Die Hard fan, how excited were you to go see Nakatomi Plaza? Um, I would say within the first, I, I was living in West Hollywood at Santa Monica and, and Sweetser, and uh. I, I found out where it was, and I walked to it because I didn't have a car yet. You I, walked? That is a long walk. I walked to Century City and back to see Nakatomi Plaza. Yep. It's a I beautiful lived down the street from Nakatomi Plaza. I yeah. was at Beverly Glen and Santa Monica. Hell and yeah, I just you were. walked there and I was like, this is fucking it. This is Nakatomi Plaza. And I was, I remember being so mad thinking like, oh, this doesn't, I was like, but where was the gas station? Because remember when he was at the AMPM yeah. getting his, getting his Twinkies? He's like, my wife is just pregnant. <laughs> He's like, just put him in the bag. Um, <laughs> I, but I remember being like, but where's the gas station? Where's the AMP at? Oh, that I, you like wanted it all to line up? Yeah, I wanted it all to line up. I was like, this doesn't. And then I remember thinking like, oh, the the roundabout in front of Nakatomi Plaza. It wasn't exactly the same. I oh, think, it's definitely a lot like the, the entrance area is a lot smaller than you would yeah. think. I feel and like And I'm that, like, where was everybody driving from? Because remember when they sent in the tank? I'm like, I don't remember them. What was oh. that tank coming down? Century City Boulevard? Like I don't... Avenue of the Stars? Our yeah. CAA's like, who's that? 
It's, I feel like they they really took some arc, some uh, landscape uh, poetic license here. They were like, yeah. can we drive a yes. tank down Wilshire? But then you're just, we're just going to cut to a missile from yeah, the, yeah. the Nakatomi. That is one thing about <laughs> movies when I first moved to LA. I was like, they, they faked that. That there, wasn't real. There's no way Jack Bauer can get from Valencia to downtown LA in a whole episode of 24. Yeah, it's no ridiculous. Way. It's insane. It's, I mean, I fucking... You know, movie magic, TV yeah, magic. Totally. Wait, I feel like we didn't really. You guys didn't answer my question of oh, yeah. who introduced you to Die Hard, though. Okay, so I need my, to know because I didn't have a dad. My my dad, John McCuga, uh rarely. Your dad is nearly named John McClane. Correct. So 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 Jesus. close. And I will say, guys, I'm having a daughter, and one of the, I woke up one morning and I rolled over to my wife and I said, "What if we named her McClane?" And she's like, "Fuck no." And I was like, I okay. love Are that you going to name her Holly? <laughs> <laughs> Holly oh Gennaro Macuga. Uh, Gennaro Macuga. Yeah. That's. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, Gennaro is kind of a cool name. Yeah. Just name well, her Al. Gennaro is, a, is an <laughs> Italian name for uh, that you would call like uh, Gino would be like Gennaro. Gino. Was, was oh, Gino. yeah. Yeah. Um, so uh, my dad never liked to listen to my mom tell him about like what he could and couldn't show his boys movie wise. Like I saw <laughs> I saw the first Indiana Jones is really early. I think I was like six. My mom Wait was like, minute, are God. you an Indiana Jones fan? Fanatic. Yeah. Fanatic. OK, yeah. we're going to be doing the Indiana Jones franchise. We'll have because I haven't that. seen those either. Would love to. Josh, oh my I feel God. like you and I have a very similar movie upbringing based yes. on everything you've said so far. Yeah. yeah. I wanted to be an archaeologist because of Indiana Jones. For my like fourth birthday or fifth birthday, I begged for a rock hammer to go look for fossils because I wanted to be Indiana Jones so bad. Oh and my then, god! And then I found a bullwhip on like a school trip, and I bought it. And then my brother I, did too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I have, I still have a bullwhip at home somewhere in Pittsburgh. I, my my mom and dad like put it away because I hit my brother in the face with it and like you know, was... bullwhip will fuck you up. But yeah, remember the first time you cracked that whip? Holy like, shit! You're like, you're like, okay, I got it. I can do it. I can crack it. Oh my um, god! Yeah, I'm an alien. I wish yeah. I had any of these experiences as a child. No, but my, well, I mean, we'll help you get them. My dad said, "Hey, th it's time to watch Die Hard." Like, you know, I was seven. It came out in '88. I was six years old, and my mom was like, "I think they're a little too young." And she went to work, and my dad was like, "Hey, guys, we're gonna we're gonna watch Die Hard." We're my brother was game. nine. And then, Don't and tell then your mom. I tried to jump off the deck with like a jump rope, like John McClane, and I got stitches in the back of my head. So, you know, I mean, it's all, it all comes. So you went through the whole action sequence. Oh, Maybe yeah, it was a valid. Thing. Okay. And really quick, Nicole, but we're going to, we're going to cut to break, but who dad, was it? Your dad? My dad. My dad. Yeah. My dad. It was on, we didn't watch it in the theater cause I was too young when it came out in the theater. I think like the second it like was on TV. Cause at the, at the time it came out in July. Um, it was a July release. Um, and, uh, they, then it immediately became a Christmas movie, so they always showed it on TV during Christmas. Yeah. And it was at that point, I think maybe probably when I was like, I don't know, when I was eight, um, <laughs> I eventually saw it, and it was like, this is amazing. My dad was the kind of guy, he, when he watched action movies, when good things happen, he would go like this. He would stomp his feet on the ground. He'd go... He gets so excited. He's just like he, my dad loves a fucking hero. Yeah. Loves it. It's nothing my dad likes more. Yep. Well, he's God. dead now, so he probably would like being alive more. But yeah, when he was alive, yeah. man, this does year? that guy love action. You guys movies. are dark, and I am loving every second. I of this. mean, it's it's, it's all we have. Speaking of darkness, uh, we're taking a break. We'll be right back.
going to get in. I swear we're going to get into the breakdown of the movie. But first, we chatted about this a little bit. And now I have to tell you, I, I looked on Google during the break. Frank Sinatra was, in fact, offered the role of John McClane. And listen to this. He was offered the role because of a contract clause. He starred in a film called The Detective. And that film was based off the novel with the same name by author Roderick Thorpe. And there's a sequel to the book called The Detective is Nothing Lasts Forever. And that is what Die Hard is based on. And even though they changed the main character's name to obviously John McClane, and it's not a direct sequel, it's just loosely based on it, they still offered him the part. And But Frank Sinatra got the offer and he's like, I'm 78 years old. I can't jump, run through glass. He's like, absolutely, absolutely not. You know who else got offered? Okay, wait. It was offered to Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. Sylvester Stallone. Knew that. Clint Eastwood. Knew that. Mel Gibson. Knew that. Yeah. James Caan. Okay. Mel Gibson is like, do I get to kill Jews in it? No. (laughs) Is Hans Gruber Jewish? All right, I'm in. (laughs) I'm surprised he turned down a Christmas movie, to be honest, just to be like, look at this. I'm whatever. Wait, Uh, wait, at the time, uh, when was Lethal Weapon? Lethal Weapon would have been like at the same same time. time. Yeah. Yeah. Richard Gere as well. Okay, I can see gear. Gear's, um, gear's like too... Lethal Weapon was 87. He's yeah. not an action hero to me. Richard Gear will always be the, the guy who saved the prostitute to me. Totally. Yes. Yeah. In, that, in that whatever that movie... I'm kidding. Pretty Woman. Obviously, the way, I know about the hookers. Can we find someone who's never watched Pretty Woman and do that with them? Yeah, me. You've never watched Pretty Woman? Oh, my wow. God. As someone who like dabbled in prostitution, I would have thought that would have been right up your you alley. You motherfucker. <laughs> I was an original. Had I known that it was that I was acting like a hack by being an escort, I never would have gotten into it. Unbelievable. Uh, I'm deeply disturbed that you've never I seen it. I think I maybe it was no, probably. There's no, there's no you, you either know or you don't. Okay. As someone who's not as old as you guys, I think there's a chance that it was perhaps on at some point and I was completely disinterested. I think there could have been uh, my mom watching Pretty Woman and me going, this is boring. I want cartoons. I'm going to go I mean, bite told, a squirrel outside. It, I mean, Pretty Woman is not like a, 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 like a good story. It's not like, hey, I mean, hey, she's a prostitute. I'm sorry. And, like we're supposed to fall in love with a prostitute. I don't know. It happens all the time. Ask my brother who had a kid with one. Oh, <laughs> I'm sorry. He sex knows what workers he did. are good people. Right, okay? right. That's my bad. You know That's what sex bad. workers are yeah. good at? Conversation. You're right. You're right. When you're right, you're right. When you're right. Yep. Absolutely. We're very pro I, she's sex workers. I here. wanted to be a prostitute. <laughs> I was like, look at all that personality and hair. <laughs> I will never understand people who don't think of that as a great profession because it's like, I, I mean, I don't know. I'm just very like, use the gifts you have. And if you've got a body and can make a bunch of money off of it, get it. Ladies and gentlemen, but this is not this is not an episode about prostitution. This isn't about pro sex work. We've got other episodes for that. Nicole has a whole different podcast for it. Uh, let's get into it. Let's let's step by step go through the movie. Talk about the scenes we love. Talk about favorite characters, et cetera, et cetera. So I'll I'll get the ball rolling. It starts. It's Christmas Eve, nineteen eighty eight. Back in the old days, you know. And we we start with John McClane on a flight to Los Angeles. They're smoking Pretty... in the airport. Smoking in the airport. California. He's Just, like, oh, uh, fucking California. And he, the girl runs by and she wraps her legs around her boyfriend. Because in California, that's how women say hello to men. <laughs> also, yeah. too, was, was, the, was the flight attendant, like, checking out John McClane supposed to tell us, like, he's still got it? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's the, the indicators. The indicators of like, the, oh. he has the awkward interaction where she's like, meow, meow. And he's like, meow. Like the, they had to, through a scene, let us know. This guy, just so you guys know, like he's supposed to like still be hot. Yeah, he still got it. No, he's we like We couldn't hot. afford all the hair plugs for this guy. <laughs> but just so you know, we could afford uh, an extra. Yeah. A hot extra. We and. need you to know that we asked Frank Sinatra to do this, <laughs> and we need you to react as if this is Frank Sinatra in his heyday. Yes. Level yeah. of yeah. of hot. Just, he fucks. Oh, he fucks. I mean. John McClane's the kind of guy where you're like, this dude is definitely in the Mile High Club. <laughs> if this 100%. guy's on a plane, minus the fact that he has a fear of flying. By the way, I love that, that they had to establish that very early on, that this man is not okay with heights. Yeah. No, and also... uh. Another thing they did in there is uh, the guy next to him tells him to to take his, take shoes, his off shoes off and make fists with his toes to help cure his jet lag, which obviously, you know, everybody knows that's totally duh. how you do it. That's He's totally. Like, I really watched that and like not knowing what was coming and that this uh -huh. was basically just setting him up to be barefoot. I was like, all the traveling I do, how instead of going, they obviously made this for the movie. I went, how have I never heard this helpful tip? Yeah, because usually what helps <laughs> me with. <laughs> Usually what helps me with jet lag is when I get to somewhere, I black out so that I fall asleep at the same time. I like to drink enough Jack Daniels that I black out and then I'm asleep. Same amount of sleep, different time zone. It's really, And it's you're so like, simple. I did it. It's, it's, yes. Yeah. Travel All this magic. time I could have been taking my shoes off and just <laughs> lightly towing the carpet. Because uh, that's dream. not creepy. Yeah. Oh, God. Okay. He gets to LA. There's a limo waiting for him. By the way, the driver named Argyle. Argyle. And, and he later on, he, by the way, they're like, can we give this guy a name that's not black, white, or anyone? <laughs> totally. Let's give him a name that no one would suspect a human being has. Let's give that him a name that sounds black, but is actually something only white people wear. Yes. Let's give Argyle. him a name that's cool, but not too cool. <laughs> so uh, Hip, but approachable. But approachable. You know? And then let's make sure that he plays the most gangster Christmas song possible in the in the limo. Yeah, yeah. Let's guys, if you didn't notice he was black, we're gonna let him play black yeah, music yeah. for you. So. Hey, that that's definitely one of those movies where they were like, make it more black because it was like <laughs> it was of the time where they didn't think that wasn't politically correct or whatever. But also, was the was his idea? Who got him the limo? Was he trying Joe to show? Joe Takagi, oh. but he said he was accidentally he was accidentally invited. So did Joe Takagi invite him behind Holly's back? That's what I'm wondering. Yeah, See, that well, was it, never established. Joe Takagi clearly was a hell of a guy. You hell knew that right guy. away. Sweetheart yes. of a human. So when he dies, you know, you're like your heart breaks for the Takagi family. I mean, he's a father mm -hmm. of five. Hans Gruber tells you that he, he was interned at Menzanao. He went to Harvard. He went to Yale. He went to MIT. He went to he went to every university on the planet. Now yeah. he runs the Nakatomi Corporation, the American division. Right. Yes. Fun way to give you the synopsis, too, is that boom, boom, it's the villain boom. going. So you get a full breakdown of this character. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <sighs> and you have. You know. You see that the office is getting along because you have your your 80s obligatory boobs in the office. So you know yeah. that everybody's like getting along at the Christmas party in like the cool lobby. I mean, the only reason I ever wanted to get an actual job was to have a Christmas party at a Nakatomi-like plaza. Like, <laughs> 
when my brother my, graduated my... college, he had a corporate job. And I was like, do you guys have a Christmas party at like a Nakatomi Plaza? He's like, no, we had it at a bar in Princeton, New Jersey. I was like, son of a bitch. <laughs> that was one of the most exciting things when I first got a job in the working world, except I was working at a... Uh, uh, like a manufacturing facility in South Central. So we just had the parking and the it, the party in the parking lot with a mariachi band. It That's was really sick. exciting. That is wow. Sick. Yeah. And then this one girl I worked with, Danisha, her daughter came and then she started twerking in the driveway. Of <laughs> yeah, the, she did. Uh, and she was like three years old and like twerking so hard. And it was the funniest thing ever. That, I love oh it. I love that. I, there's just so many different varieties of Christmas parties. Job yes. Christmas parties. Yeah. Here's one yeah, thing no. I noticed. Here's one thing I noticed about the limo driver as well. Why did they have to make it his first time ever driving a limo? That was day one. That was his first day of. Couldn't they just made it like, oh, listen, you're a limo driver. You don't really respect your job or care all that much. I think it was to like give Argyle that backstory so that you cared about him being stuck down in the uh, you know basement. But the like basement, give him like, a little garage. naivety of like it's like oh no yeah. But like, he, I'm sorry, would you not have the naivete if you were like a seasoned limo driver? Like, would the seasoned limo driver be in the lower parking lot being like, something's amiss? I don't well, know yeah. if the season, seasoned <laughs> limo right. driver would have gone and parked in the parking lot. Like, maybe they leave the well, premises or I, I don't know. Feel like, I feel like, and I mean, I could be wrong here, but when you are when you go to like limo driving school, they're like, hey, so once limo a year, a limo school. driver is involved in a high stakes terrorist takeover of corporate building. <laughs> so you are going to be have to be prepared for that. I mean, you got to know if you're in a limo, it's like, these are high profile people. That's, I remember as a kid, anytime I saw a limo, I yeah, was yeah, like, yeah. that is for sure an A-list celebrity, which in retrospect makes no sense. I was in Anchorage, Alaska. Like, no, <laughs> it was a bunch of middle schoolers having their eighth grade graduation. Uh, yeah, but yeah. I think we all remember as women, the first time we got catcalled. And then I think we all remember as people, the first time we rode in a limo. It yes, was a big fucking deal. Huge. Yeah. It was yeah. huge. Yeah. And Scott now Trude it's like- Scott fourth grade birthday party. We went ice skating. And they Tina Solomon's ninth birthday party. Absolutely. Duh. Oh my God, Uh, high school prom. What kind of life did you guys have? (laughs) Just as youth going into limousines. So, so careless. It's because I I had a dad. I said Tina Solomon. (laughs) That was a Solomon that brought us. Oh, Solomon. I thought you said Sullivan. I was like, oh, no, no, no. A Solomon. It was a Jew. A Jew brought us into the limo. They were like, Tina's getting a limo. And then her dad got a divorce. (laughs) (laughs) That's what happens. You get one limo, family falls apart. Yep. Um, I also feel like maybe it was a move to, to like, in case you're not sure that this is a really young guy, this is a young guy. So yeah, yeah you're, totally. it's just like they want you to have the feels for him. But also there were moments in the beginning. I'm trying to remember with the way he was asking questions and he's like, oh, I usually drive cabs. So they expect chat. I used to drive a cab. They expect chat. I gotta be honest with you. If the cab driver is talking to me, I'm like, oh, God. No, yeah. it's like, that's the last like, thing that's what anyone people wants. Expect. Yeah. I kind of was like, is this guy up to something? Because he was asking so many questions and I knew nothing about the movie. So no. I know it's an action movie. So I was like, everyone's a suspect. Everybody. I like that that's where you thought too, because Argyle does seem a little squirrely that he yeah. could have been something. You that know? he was like a for, like this nervous, like for hire. Oh, he's not really involved, but maybe he's getting paid money to do something. Yeah. I don't know. The speaking of Squirrely, uh, the guy <laughs> who plays um, Ellis. Yes. I Ugh. mean, uh, they. I love the casting for that. They're like, give us a guy who looks like he loves cheap suits and blow and hookers. Tons. Yep. Um, and then let's just make him really, really edgy. 
like yeah. literally on the edge. <laughs> I, I, the casting of Ellis, because I, you never see Ellis really in another movie, but I feel like Quentin, <laughs> Quentin Tarantino writes an Ellis character in every movie every that he movie. does. That, yeah, like, it's just that movie. overconfident fucking dumbass. Yeah, Show overconfident. Coke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, show her the watch. Uh, by the way, do you remember at the end the watch? Yeah, well, is so, the watch bye, almost bitch. killed her. The watch almost killed her. Yeah, and, it's, and that is just uh, you know a glimpse into capitalism and how greed can. Okay, I'm just kidding. Um, greed so will drag you down. When, when he says, "I was thinking it's more like mulled wine, a nice warm brie." I was at a Christmas party two years ago, and a brie came out of the oven. I was like, "It's die hard!" And, and, and my wife's like. <laughs> Josh, can, that's can enough. You not? Like, can you just stop talking about Die Hard? Like, that's, but it's you're like, you're like, you're like, babe, no, 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 no. no. Also, mulled wine and breeze—that's like a f- fucking amazing. Well, he okay, so he gets mold to the building, good. yeah, and he checks in on what. It, it's so funny that this is clearly supposed to be like cutting edge technology, boop. and it's like beep boop boop, like <laughs> very analog he's like, computer, he's like, oh, fancy. <laughs> It'll even some- zip your fly if it if you ask it to. <laughs> so yeah. we're on we're on we have a Patreon and our Patreon listeners, if we haven't mentioned it, they watched along with us live when we were watching Die Hard. Okay. One of them made a really interesting observation that um shit, what was what was the observation? If it's the same observation I that I make chat. every I year. Know. If it's the same observation I make every year is if they're the only people in the building. The building, what- that's what he said. That's what he said. If they're the only people in the building. Why? Why wouldn't why he just send her the thirtieth floor? He's like, he's like yeah. yeah, everybody's on the thirtieth floor. Just making know. sure that you were actually invited. Like, no, it's the whole thing was they just need to make sure that he found out his wife wasn't using her married last name. She Absolutely, her maiden Everybody name. And they're that. like, how else are we going to establish this? Let's get him checking in. Yeah, and then and he's then, like, this is so bummer. <laughs> I bet they got to the editing room floor and they were like, shit, wait, if they're the only ones, why? Ah, forget it. Just keep it in. Let's Just keep, keep it in there. Nobody's they're gonna like, watch this. Like, how else movie. are we gonna establish that his yeah. wife doesn't like him that much? Yeah, they're like, ah, this old tank, Bruce Willis. Yeah. No one knows they're, who he is. He'll he won't eventually see the Gennaro on the door. Like right. they couldn't have had him find it out when he comes upstairs. Totally. And been like, Gennaro, you go and buy it on your door if you drop the McLean. Yeah, and by the way, at this point, we've already seen like a clip of Holly working in the tower and doing the very like look back at her family photo and just like put it down because she can't. Yeah. She hasn't heard from John what a today. And her husband is. Hello, Lucy McLean. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and I love when she talks to her oh, Hispanic so housekeeper. Yeah. What would She's, I do without you, Paulina? What would I do without you, Paulina? I have. Uh, I'm, I'm a lost person without my hired help. I already do that, Mrs. Holly. Like we are. Yeah. We really make, went. Make up the guest bedroom. Yeah. No. Nope. <laughs> I already yep. did it because already I realized your husband's a loser and you're not going to be fucking him. Uh, I mean, honestly, and then just sad. when he says Ramona, she's like, Pomona, you stupid fucking idiot. <laughs> Pomona, I what are you going to do? Spend most of your time in the car? Like, yeah, Holly, that she's just like, easy. I mean, yeah, it's like, well, fuck you. How, he flew across the country. Oh, right. I mean, no, wait, here's the other thing, too. And I've always thought this because it might have been a deleted scene. But because John gets the eyes from the from the flight attendant. OK, then when he, she says, I know exactly what your idea of our marriage is. Did he cheat because he's a player? Because all women want to get it on with John McClane. Is that oh. what I was saying? But that wasn't established. Was never established or nugget, brought back that up. That little nugget was, nugget was dropped, but ne'er at any point. Never. 
Never. Was it was it brought to yeah. light what exactly it was? Correct. You know, oh, I, that's so funny because I heard that and I interpreted it as like you think that I'm your wife and I should stay home and now I have this career that made me move across the country and you're like, whoa, this uh, goes against my picture of that's so interesting that you said it like that because I that fucking. Makes- I I thought along those lines of, you know, he was like the workaholic cop and she was like just a woman who worked, but like it wasn't like her identity. She wasn't like big time or anything. And then all of a sudden it became this big time thing. It was a good job. It turned into a great career. Like yeah. That, yeah. By the yeah. way, one of one of the best lines is when Hans Gruber bring when she goes in to make some requests because she's got that pregnant worker who needs a, a who needs a sofa couch. Yeah. And she's like, he's like, who put you in charge? And she's like, you did when you killed my boss. boss. When you, you killed son my of a boss. bitch, I'm Holly Gennaro McLean, you piece of shit German. My husband's a police officer <laughs> who walks a beat in lower Manhattan and it's probably never bothered. It's oh, a bunch of nice, he's, kind Jessica, people. He's got a six month backlogs. Of oh, he's got bags. a six he's got month a... backlog. It's, park, it's parking tickets. Parking tickets. That line was one of the best in the movie. Totally. Yes. Oh. Wait, the okay, backlog. let's get. Just so you can get an idea of how hard his cop job was back in New York. It's so hard that he had to bring his piece on the plane. Yeah. It's, there's a hard. lot of paperwork. Okay, so he gets, he gets, to the building, he's there. We've established he's gone in. He told Argo, by, by the way, to wait in the car. So could have sent him away, but I feel like he's like, I'm going to be in and out of this place. I mean, while the, while the Japanese uh, company's paying for my limo, I might as well keep Argyle around. Yeah. Just, yeah. He's Milk like, it sure. until the company runs out of money and has to hi- fire my wife. Yeah. Because they can't <laughs> afford her in the budget anymore. Uh, you're not so bad, Argyle. Remember that when you're filling out the tip. God. <laughs> So he so gets much. he gets in there. I mean, we have the establishment of like clearly this guy, this other guy, Alice, has like the hots for his wife. Yeah. He sees him doing blow in, in her office. <laughs> and, they, and she's he's freshening up somewhere, which I assume is like another office. Is that I think her? it's Ellis's office because he had the private bathroom. Yeah. So he's right? like splashing off. Yeah. I thought that was Holly's. I think that was Holly's. Uh, or it was Joe Takagi's, but it was not his her office. They left her office to go to a place to freshen up. I was that's oh, I was like, yeah, yeah, does yeah. she like part part time live in this building? Like what's No, like back in the day, I feel like a lot of offices were given uh, bathrooms because all the husbands were cheating on their wives. So they needed to shower between sexual rendezvous and now corporations like we can't give you an office because we've gotten so many sexual uh you know like misdemeanor like claims against you we can't facilitate the fact that you're an adult correct correct. yeah you're on your own but i mean we're gonna turn a blind eye to it don't get us wrong it's called it's called the madman theory is like because i was just gonna say madman yeah yeah exactly snowballs Snowball's out of control. And then you get you your dick it. wet at work and then you wash it off and Correct. head home to the lady. Exactly. And on that note, we're going to go wash our dicks off. We will be right back. All right, we're back. Party's going on. John and Holly are in the office. They're they're fighting about her move to California, blah, blah, blah. At the same time, these Germans, are like Hans Gruber and the crew, they're gr- rolling up in a Mercedes, of course, because why wouldn't they Duh. use the 
They're like, it's, you know, they made the ovens and the Holocaust. Was that them yep. or BMW? I don't know. One of the, it's they, collaborate, they collaborated. Um, the, <laughs> it's good. The, it's not like a good German collaboration. Yeah. I love when they're walking in. It's the hardcore German and then like the computer tech nerd guy Theo. who's like talking sports stats. <laughs> Kareem yeah. to magic. Pow, 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 pow. Yeah. And I'm, <laughs> he's like, like, uh, you didn't bring me here for my personality. What's that line? It was, uh, you didn't bring me here for my charming, charming personality. personality. Yeah. Yeah. Then, you can still do it. Yeah, yeah. Of course I can. It's like, like, what do you think I'm fucking here for? Yeah. And I, also, if he couldn't have done it, why did they, br like, what was this? Why would you have killed Joe Takagi? Wasn't that the whole thing? Yeah. I digress because it's, it's, <laughs> It My really, thing. what that, that scene does when he kills Joe Takagi is it gives you the fact that Hans Gruber may be the greatest villain in the history of movies. Because mm -hmm. you killed the guy that would have had all the answers. Correct. Yeah. Fucking hell. Interesting. Yeah. Or jumped the gun. Very right. Yeah. Like, I mean... One of my favorite parts was when he when they shot the security guard when they walk in. Yeah. So the German kraut guy shoots the security guard. Carl. And Carl. then Carl, who later dies... Correct. Um, all Godspeed. die. All of them die. Yeah. Hard. And then, and then, uh, I can't remember what the guy's name is with the glasses on. The Theo. black dude with the glasses. Theo. Theo. Theo yeah. jumps over and kicks the security guard in the chest. Is two that feet. necessary? I was like, he like are, he's already dead. He's fucking dead. He just had the back of his head blown out, and you're jumping with two feet. I mean, you're that doing is like confidence. At this point, it's like you just want to kick a dead guy. You're, like seriously. you just you've got a bucket list for your bad boy shit. And you're like kicking a dead person both feet as I fling myself over a counter. And it's there's on no the list. There's no possible way that that was in the script. Theo, like the actor who played Theo came. He's like, hey, I did gymnastics in college. You guys mind if I do like a pommel horse thing? <laughs> yeah. Double kick the security guard. And, and McTiernan's like, fucking do it. Let's go. go. For it. It's an action movie. <laughs> Let's go. Fuck. So this and then, is by the way, the the mishmash of accents in the group of bad so guys. So many, yeah. So many. Yeah. What an, what, it was like the United Nations of bad guys. <laughs> it really was. Yeah, not very many great German accents from any no. of them. That I, it's like, I don't think any of them were even German. I mean, I mean the, the biggest. I could have called him Snape. Hans Gruber, was it? <laughs> Hans Gruber, he's, not he's even British. German. He's British, but man, can he play a crowd. Yeah. <laughs> Hans Gruber just doing a really nice, proper stage British accent. And he's like, oh, he's part of the East German Volksfrei movement because he went to like, he got a classical education. But let me tell you something. As a person that lived in Germany briefly, the Germans speak really good English, but they all have German accents. They all have German yes. accents. I German was accent. born there. Like no one, but and by the way, also no German is trying to drop their German accent. Like no, they want they you like to know it. they're German. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I want, because if you think I'm German, then you will assume I'm smarter than you. Yeah. I, like, I, I think wear there very some pointy Germans glasses. who are maybe turning away from the accent for like a period of time. I think there was like maybe at a period of time they were like, we should lay low, you know? This is tough. Yeah. But I love that this was a time in, in entertainment history when you can still call Germans the bad guys. Yeah. This is a time when you were like, yeah, the Germans are the terrorists. Uh-huh. Yeah, you know, this we, was we haven't right leveled before. Up, we haven't leveled up to to uh, the the PLO. The mm -hmm. Berlin Wall hadn't fallen. Nope. Nope. Not yet. So yeah, Germans are still bad guys. The Eastern <laughs> Bloc still not the best place to be. You know, listen, it, you, we're still in the point where half of East Germany is a communist, the other half are spies, and we don't know what's going on. Yeah, the yeah. Volks. And we assume movement. they're all Nazis still. Like we. Well, I mean, we're still assuming that as a Jew. I mean, I will die on that hill. <laughs> it's uh, yeah, no, not a good look for the Germans. 
Hello, Ever, I'm but from Germany. Uh, I very much like the Jewish people. Thank you very much. All right, oh, bye. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> thank you. I, yeah, I yeah, very yeah. much yeah. like the Jews. Uh, happy holidays, Jews. Um, okay, so they're coming in, killing everyone, uh, disconnecting the phone. Of course, fucking John McClane is doing his toe exercises. No shoes. He's yeah. on the phone with Argyle. Lines get cut. So he's like, yeah. what the fuck? Now, barefoot. With his handgun, like, time to fucking John McClane. Yep. You, he hears the bad guy shooting up the party. He's running down the stairs. That's when they take, of course. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Really quick. We forgot. We forgot the them storming the offices and then finding yep. the girl fucking boobs. titties out. Boobs. boobs. That is the first hard boob drop. Well, here's the thing is you have to. It, there's a, there's a, a formula that was eradicated by Tipper Gore in the late 90s that you had to have a boob in every action movie, mm-hmm. no matter what. Yeah. Because it's not an action make movie. It, if you were going to make it R-rated, it was going to be swearing and death and blow up and blood. But you had to have a boob in there to really it's an equation yeah, and then yeah. tipper gore came along and she ruined it for everybody she's like Bitch. i'll have no boobs <laughs> None. Like, yeah no Boo. boobs on my dime uh, were there watch? dicks whatever nothing no Ugh. but it was a blonde with with nice just natural set boobs great, nothing great gratuitous tits. great really tits, nice. yeah. great tits. Yeah. she's just, just getting fucked on the on the fucking mm-hmm. on the desk yeah classic office christmas party blow. Yeah. I mean, that's what I'm saying is you get mulled wine, you get brie, you get uh, East German terrace, you definitely get laid, you do cocaine. Like you, brie it's and all boobs. of them. Brie and boobs. Brie and the boobs. The two Bs. How do we not have a podcast called Brie and Boobs and it's just sitting topless <laughs> eating brie? And that's the whole podcast. All right, I mean, never mind. Go on, Jessica. I, th- I believe that you could start that podcast and okay, I would cool. support it if you cool, want cool, to cool, cool, cool. be topless eating brie talking about action films. Uh, that's this is when they take Takagi and they like kind of make it clear like we want these bearer bonds, which I was like, oh, they're after bonds, which I guess is fine. That's still money because you can't trace it. I looked up what bearer bonds is like a few years ago. It's like they're like junk bonds, right? So you can invest them without any trace of like who because they're not numbered. They're not it's attached like, to a person. It's just correct. like this is the bond. There's one thing the Germans learned stealing money from the <laughs> Jews in World War II. It's the value of a bond. <laughs> it's it's good that they, you know, continued their edu- education that they didn't lose you know yeah, the roots of going. where they came from and i love yeah. how i love how hans gruber kept getting offended when people were like you're just a common thief yes. holly at the end i'm an excellent thief i'm very good at what i do <laughs> i'm very good at petty thievery and also i'm getting and now i'm getting into kidnappings maybe you should be a little bit nicer I mean, his plan, which we find out later, is like they're getting in there. Stupid Carl, like he, they brought a chainsaw for one thing to cut phone lines. One. The, a, a whole chainsaw. They brought a one. chainsaw. Like, That's why didn't you just bring like a, a blowtorch? Why didn't you just cut it? I, I don't just. Yeah, anyway. use a fire axe. Was that a- already probably in the building? This is this is my second favorite movie of all time, and that's still the one thing that really upsets me. Carl almost ruins the whole mission by by chainsawing telephone lines. Yeah. Do you I see the brand the of the chainsaw? To bring. Oh maybe, yeah, maybe that's it's a, a product point. placement. It's, <laughs> it's like the deal. crunch bar of chainsaws. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, all right, so John. Overhears them talking about the bail bonds, and then they fucking Kill blow bail bonds. to Kagi's head <laughs> the off. Bail Whatever, bonds. bear bonds. Dog the bounty hunter shows up. It's kind of a big deal. His yeah. wife, her tits. There's more tits. A lot of tits, tits. for everyone. Yeah. 
So my they, favorite uh, is when he walks by the calendar that's upstairs in the construction area of things. Yeah. He sees it first, and then the next time he comes back, he does a little. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That he's like, "Hey, girl." Also, just so classic, like fucking people work back here. I can't do a full day's work without seeing some boobs. <laughs> like such a construction worker thing. Yep. The so the bad guys they're you know wiring up explosives trying to get to the vault, and John who's like hiding in these other floor rafters wherever that elevator thing was yep. he pulls the internal fire alarm yep. to try to like signal boop, 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 for help yep and uh because they've got theo i think it was theo hot yeah. on the theo maybe it wasn't it theo one of them noticed that they're like oh somebody pulled the fire alarm and he's up on the 32nd floor so they giant uh Giant uh, Svein Dreisig, Svein Dreisig, which is 32 in German. So you go, they go up to the 32nd floor. But, but I love that nobody thought to check the floor until Hans Gruber was like, the alarm went off. And he's like, okay, wait one second. What floor was that? And he's like, get up there. Get up there. Nobody, oh, yeah. nobody thought of it before that moment. Yeah. Good thing they had Hans doing all the fucking big yeah. thinking. You've got to have a mastermind. You know what and I mean? Here, and here's the best German accent in the movie. He's like, you can't do that because you're a policeman. He's like, my, my captain keeps telling me. And then instead of like shooting him, he just elbows him in the back of the head. What do you think was going like, to happen? He's a giant German Yeah. But it's awesome because then that fight ensues. And that's when we figure out that Hans's brother wore like a size three shoe. Like, Which is just, so funny. He's like, how is it that I killed the one guy? I killed the one guy with the feet smaller than my, my mom's. My sister. Something. My sister. Just to let you know, it's just to like drop the little. And by the way, like German guys have teeny tiny weenies. Teeny feet. They're tiny. little tiny weenies and they're teeny tiny feet in their little wooden shoes. So they're the size of bonbons, you know. They're oh, little, they're so the little, sweet. The little bonbons. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so he fucking kills him. He get he tries the shoes on, and I guess like I would have gone the route of. I guess maybe it's not productive to be like skidding along in shoes that are too small. I'm like, I feel like I would have tried to keep them on. I would have just we, like he had no idea shoot the glass was coming up. No, yeah. she's in Fenster. She's in Fenster. Like no idea that that was that was gonna happen. No idea. I love how he also sent him down in the elevator with ho ho ho. Remember that? Now <laughs> oh, I yeah. had a machine gun. Ho 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 ho. The best is, and it's the best look in the whole movie is like he sees the Santa Claus. He's like. Like he just got this smirk. Like here comes a real John McClane. He, does, he does so many. He does so many things like that. Because remember when he saw the gift wrapping station at the yeah. end? Because when he taped the gun to the back of his neck, he saw it and he was like, nah, "Big thing about to happen with that stuff." Fuck. And nothing. Nothing. You know that that tape was definitely strong enough to stay on a body that's full of sweat and blood. He's like, yeah. <laughs> right? His body is dripping. That's how. Yeah. Well, you think duct tape is that strong that it can yeah. just stay safely on your back? Okay. It's. I mean, we're, I mean, we're at the end of the movie at this point, and and Holly finally sees John McClane, and she's like, "Jesus Christ!" It's like when you're when I come home drunk, and my wife's like, "Jesus Christ!" And he's like, <laughs> <laughs> and he's just like coming in like a zombie. Holly! It's just like I wonder how much of that thought was like. Oh my God, he's been through hell, but how much is more like the wife of someone who's put up with this guy forever and she's like, this man has like nearly died so many times and she's just like, oh, for fuck's sake. Like, <laughs> oh, Christ, yeah, John. Classic John. Where you been, you big dumb idiot? I Jesus. backed you with Ellis. I love the line. I love the line when uh, when the when Hans is, not Hans, um, uh, when the brother comes in, the one who ultimately stands to the end. When Carl. Carl, when he wants to avenge his brother's death. Ah, um, and he, she's 
like, she's like, he's still alive. Yeah. And she's like, how do you know? She's like, because only John could drive someone that insane. Because <laughs> he mean, did it to lines. me for a decade. Again, and then it's I a moved. character study in how to actually give depth to an action hero instead mm-hmm. of. You know, I mean, listen, nothing against Liam Neeson and Taken, but his only skill set is that he kills everybody. Yeah. Yeah. And also lets everyone know that he's going to do it. (laughs) Right, right. It's not just that he's doing it. He pronounces it, spells it out for you. And he's like, I have a special set of skills. McLean's like, listen, I'm just a shitty cop from New York with six months of backlogs of scumbags. You don't think I can take down some German terrorist out of your mind? All right, you guys, that is where we cut the episode because it got too hot to handle. We have all the German terrorist action you can handle. We've got John McClane saving the day and lots of laughs coming your way tomorrow on our second half of your Die Hard holiday special. See you tomorrow. This has been a Two Filthy Nerds production.